it's your girl Evie, and I'm coming back to you today to talk about Law & Order SVU. Now you know we got about 13 days until the new season starts, season 23. Yeah, season 23. Like, Law & Order SVU fans, we've been holding on for 23 years, and this is great. I can't wait for the new season to start. But until it starts, what do we do? You know what we do. We sit here and we talk about it with your girl. Let's talk about some questions that we have before the season starts. That's right, questions that we have before the season starts. Well, what questions do you have? I'm so glad you asked me. Let's talk about it. Now, what happened to Kat and Deputy Chief Garland? I heard, and I know you guys have heard already, that, you know, Jamie Hyder is not going to be in the series anymore. She plays Kat. And then Damore Barnes, who plays Deputy Chief Garland, is not going to be in the series anymore. I guess they're going to be written off the series from what I understand and what I've read uh, of season 23 during the premiere, which is a two-hour premiere, by the way. So what's up with that? Like, I didn't know much about Kat. We didn't get much of her backstory, but what we did get, I kind of liked. And I definitely like Deputy Chief Garland. You know, he was the guy. And also, he's one of the first black characters that played a deputy chief on SVU. So I'm wondering, okay, you're getting rid of the girl that plays, she's bisexual, and then you're getting rid of the first African-American deputy chief on the series. I really want to know why. Like, why are you writing them out? And then who's going to replace them, you guys? What do you think is happening? I mean, y'all read it. Y'all read everything that y'all heard it. You read it. We saw uh, Jamie Hyder's tweet that she put out that it was going to be a little less colorful on SVU. And I agree. It is. Representation matters. It matters for the African-American community. And it also matters for the LGBTQ community. So I'm wondering about that. So what about the um, comments that we've been getting about Rolisi. I mean, are they going to get together? Carisi and Amanda? You've seen them kiss. And that wasn't a peck on the cheek kiss. That was a compassionate, I kind of love you, dig you kiss. Right? So are we going to get their storyline with this? Is this going to happen? If it's going to happen, I'd like to see it happen this season. I mean, it's season 23. Enough already. Get together. You know, you guys have that chemistry. You're working it out. You love her kids. Her kids love you. Come on now. Come on through. Now, what about Finn and Phoebe? You know, last season, they didn't get married. I mean, everyone was there, all dressed up, ready to get married. And then all of a sudden, they called it off. Why? I mean, why did they call it off? Did they think that marriage is not an institution? Did they think that maybe they should wait? Uh, and if they wanted to wait, uh, why? Because everybody was dressed up and ready. Even you were dressed up and ready. I want to dig into that a little bit more. Why Finn and Phoebe decided not to get married during last season. That was a surprise, you guys. But we saw it. Hope they deal with it more in this season. I definitely want to see more crossovers with uh, organized crime. With... Yeah. You know, my boy, Elliot, right? So I really want to see 
this relationship develop between him and Olivia. I've been reading, guys. I've been reading tweets. I've been reading uh, the internet. And from what I understand, they're going to develop a relationship, a loving relationship. I mean, I've been shipping Benzler forever. But a lot of people don't want to see Olivia and Elliot together. But according to what I read, uh, yeah, they might be together. And it's all going to happen in the new season. And from what I understand, it's called, the first episode is called, And the Empire Strikes Back, Never Turn Your Back on Them. Now, that's going to be a two-hour premiere. Remember I told you that? It's going to be two hours on NBC, September the 23rd at 7 o'clock. And then following the two-hour premiere of SVU, they're going to put on Law & Order Organized Crime, which is also going to have a two-hour premiere. And you know I love some Law & Order Organized Crime. Like when they gave him this show, Chris Maloney, Christopher, they really knew what they was doing. I love Dick Wolf and the fact that he produces all these shows that are hits. I love it. I can't wait to dig into Law & Order Organized Crime. But we're talking about Law & Order SVU right now. So what did we really talk about? We talked about the fact that Benzler might be happening. Yeah, yeah. We talked about Rolisi. It might be happening. Definitely. What's up with Finn and Phoebe not getting married? Are there going to be any crossovers between SVU and Organized Crime? Most definitely. I'm sure of it. And I cannot wait. Uh, we know that last season was really good. And I bet the season 23 is going to be everything. You know, everything, everything. I cannot wait. What questions do you have in regards to the new season? What do you want to see happen in the new season? Do you want stuff wrapped up from last season? And... If so, tell me about it. Tell me about it. Because I'm not the only one thinking here. I'm not the only one that's thinking about what should actually happen. I can't wait. You guys know I'm a huge fan. I mean, come on, put it in the comments. You know your girl got to know. I got to know everything about everything in regards to SVU. I saw a couple of promos. I saw some teasing about the relationship between Elliot and Olivia. And let me tell you something, guys. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be wonderful. It's going to be everything. You know why? Because of fans like us. Because we love it. And we give our energy to it. And we can't wait to see it. I can't wait to talk about it with you. Season 23, hey, that's me. Y'all going to come back. We're going to talk about it just like we always do. I love you guys. I'll see you in my next video. Bye-bye. It's your girl Evie from Because Evie Said So. I'm so glad you guys are back with me. On this channel, we talk about everything law and order SVU and organized crime. Okay, so how did you like the season premiere? How did you like the season premiere of SVU season 23? I mean, wow, wow. It was juicy right from the start, right? Right? We see a new detective 
Detective Joe Velasco, who is played by Octavio Pisano. He is a Mexican actor, and I really think he might be fitting in pretty good. In this one, we have two episodes. Episode one is The Empire Strikes Back, and episode two is Never Turn Your Back on Him. Now, in the beginning of the episode, we see a recap of the sex for housing scandal that rocked the nation because a sitting senator and many others were implicated in the crime, right? We see that SVU is actually doing a sting operation at the event for the sitting senator, Howard, Justin Howard. And this time, Machado, the lady that was um, incorporating all of this, working all of this, she's actually cooperating and she should because she looking at 20 years to life, okay? Now, we saw it. I know you saw it. You saw the kissing, right? Seems like they kissing everywhere. I called it on my channel. I told y'all. I called it and I knew they were going to make it happen. We got to talk about it. Roly see you guys. Roly see. Yes. Oh my gosh. We're going to get into that in another video. How y'all like my new shirt? I'm rocking that Elliot and Olivia shirt from the SVU in the original days. But let's get back to what we were talking about. So we're going to go through it like we always do. How did it start? What happened? Who did it? Why? What, you know, how did it end? So let's get into it. How did it start? Well, the case is against a sitting Senator Justin Howard, and he's caught in the act trying to have sex with an underage girl. Chief McGrath has an undercover planted into the case so that he can be a witness to Howard's crimes too, right? So, Howard is caught. They're trying to build a case against him, but most of the women that he has sex with in the single woman's apartments are not willing to testify. The only one that seems to be able to want to testify or they can find at this time is Rosa and Jenna. Okay. So what happened? Rosa is reluctant, of course, to testify. But after talking to Kat, who gently persuades her to testify, she says she'll do it. Now, Justin Howard has a great lawyer. His last name is Gold. Why? I don't know. But anyway, he seems like he's running Howard because Howard actually wants to run for president. Like they have Howard dead to the rights on this. They know that he nasty. Mm. Mm. Excuse me, y'all. They know that he nasty. And so they want Machado to testify against him as well as Ruben Ortiz, who happens to be his intern, and really, to me, seems just as guilty as he is, because even though he didn't sleep with these girls, he was setting it up that way, okay? Machado run, ran the organization, and Justin Howard took full advantage of that. Now, later we see the Deputy Chief Garland really needs this case, like he really needs this case, because for him, He's been having such a hard time in the scene, fitting in anymore with the other chiefs. But you know he's shafted, right? We see Chief McGrath seem to keep him out of the loop time and time again, especially on the undercover guy, who, by the way, is really cute. We see him not allow Garland notice of the press conference that he gives to let the press and the general public know of the indictments against Machado, Ortiz, and Howard, right? 
So Garland is visibly pissed off as he watches all of this unfold on TV. And since it has his investigation and his team that brought it together, he should have been invited, right? Well, Gold, the attorney for Howard, gets into an argument in the stairwell after Howard is getting beside himself, talking and thinking he can't be caught up in this particular scandal. Well, out of the blue, Gold slaps the stool out of Howard and tells him that he's stupid. I heard that slap around the corner, y'all. I know you felt that slap. I laughed so hard but felt sorry for him too since it seemed like Gold was the one in charge and not himself, right? Well, meantime, we see Liv is very troubled about having to keep info from Garland. She's standing by his side, but 1PP, they're obvious they want to hang him out to dry. Garland, man, I feel sorry for Garland. We see in the beginning that Carisi and Amanda are kissing and that that continues in stolen moments between the two. What got me was Liv was pushed off the road in her car and almost killed, right? Now, she broke her ankle in real life, and we know that they had to write that in due to her injury. Now, I have it on good authority that Wolf Entertainment said originally they were going to have her and Elliot dance the night away, but since she broke her ankle and he went bald, they had to improvise and change the script. By the way, how do y'all like him with that beard and bald? Comment below. Let me know. You know a girl wants to know. Now, it was good to see that Liv was thinking about Elliot when she was hallucinating in the accident because she thought that EMT was Elliot, right? It means he's constantly on her mind. Now, how they gonna work that? Now, into the case and ready for the courtroom, our witnesses start settling in. Polly is in jail. Machado and Ortiz seem to be able to at least go home. Jenna, the 16-year-old girl at the party, was taken to the hospital after being drugged and almost raped. Well, who did it? As the case progresses on, they learn that Jenna did have sex with Howard. She stated adamantly that she didn't. Lies. I knew she was lying. Ain't nobody that close to a man like that or at her age and not possibly doing him. Anyway... Through her mother contacting Detective Velasco, the undercover Insta-famous guy who's really a cop, he goes to the house with Amanda, tries to talk to her mom and dad. Well, the dad ain't feeling none of that. And the mom looked like she knows something, right? So they get nowhere at first, but the mother saved her daughter's dress, excuse me, from her 15th birthday, 15th birthday party. And guess who gave her a party out? The senator, he likes the girls young. He's a perv and downright nasty as you know what. Now, as we see the witnesses turning up dead, and I mean dead, Machado was thrown out the balcony window, it seems. She's found on top of a car where she allegedly killed herself because she couldn't live what she did. BS. And Liv sees right through that. But we get word that Ortiz has been found in the bathroom tub with his wrists sliced open in an attempt to make us believe that he too has committed suicide. BS again. I call BS a lot in these episodes, okay? Because meanwhile, Rosa is being harassed on the phone and two strange men show up downstairs like they're coming up to do her some harm. Now, she tries to leave, but once again, Kat comes to the rescue and tells her that they can protect her, like 
she agrees and stops packing. But where's Jenna? Well, why? It seems like Howard liked young girls, but as these witnesses are found dead, the SVU searches for Jenna. She ain't home. And Detective Velasco and Amanda actually go to the house and they find the door open. They see there's blood on the floor and Jenna is gone. In their effort to try to find Jenna before she comes up dead too, they talk to various people and they called her phone. They are able to track some information that's on her phone to a house where she might be staying or hiding out, right? Now, as they stage a rescue, the SVU, Cat, and Finn, as well as the NYPD, go to the house and Cat is shot trying to enter a back door to the house, right? She takes two. One of them hit the vest, the other one made it through. Now, she's in pretty bad shape, and Finn is with her. She's rushed to the hospital for surgery. She actually flatlines in the ambulance, and I'm thinking it's touch and go at this point. But she's revived and has surgery and comes out fine. But is she fine? Now, Finn talks to her, and Kat is searching and looking at her life choices. She's contemplating actually leaving the SVU. Now, does she still want to be in the SVU? Now, she does have a point, y'all. If the predators are rich and affluent, they do seem to get away with it. So how does it end? Howard is told that Jenna had an abortion due to him sleeping with her when she was 15. I said he was nasty, right? He nasty. He seems to have had no knowledge of that and is totally against abortion. Now, he quickly turns on Gold and says he's the one that killed everybody, not him. They try to indict Gold, and he turns around and has a big hand to play. He knows about Silicon Valley billionaires and ex-president who actually are caught up in the scandal and can name names. He wants to bargain. Now, in the end, Howard is taken down for all of it. He's the patsy. Seems like Gold has friends in high places, and all charges are dropped against him, and Justin Howard goes down for it all. Rich and richer can mean freedom for the evil, and that sickens me. Wow. So the case has been solved for now, and Liv and Kat talk. She's sure that she wants to leave the SVU. Now, Liv tries to talk her out of it, but she's not having it. She says she's going to miss everyone, and she uses her cane to walk away. Now, Liv is visibly shaken by it and troubled because it seems to think that Kat she seems to think that Kat is a good detective, and she is, and could have been a good voice for them. She goes to see Deputy Chief Garland, who seems to be packing up his office. He hasn't been fired, y'all, but he's being shut out of everything. You know, um, he actually talked to his dad, and his dad gave him some valuable information. He said that he thinks his son can be more powerful outside of the 1PP than he can in the 1PP. Now his father worked for the NYPD for years and actually retired from there. So he takes his advice and leaves before they can fire him. I don't think it was right. I mean, I like Garland, I'm gonna miss him. So is Liv, you know, feeling bad about this? Well, of course, she liked Garland. She was the only one, the only one that stood up for Garland. Now, she's confronted in her office by Chief McGrath, who tells her that Garland is leaving and they're looking for candidates for the job. 
But in the meantime, she now has to take orders from him. He wants to get back to the real rapes, he said. What the heck? I mean, all rapes are real and damaging, and they leave a lasting hurt and shame on women and men. We see the look on Liz's face when she realizes this man is dangerous and has no empathy and even understanding of the SVU or what they really do. Now, the two episodes were jam-packed with action, intrigue, and had me mad as sometimes. I'm sorry to see Jamie Hyder Gray and Demore Barnes go, but as I said, Barnes played the first African-American deputy chief on SVU. So come on now, let's give it up for him. Let's give it up. And Jamie played Kat, who was a bisexual and active in the LGBTQ community. So there was representation there. I mean, it's not the first time someone on SVU has been gay or queer or whatever. You know, there's a proper word for that. I don't want to offend anyone. But it was interesting to see Kat play that perspective, right? So how'd you like it? How'd you like it? I loved it. It was it was interesting. It had me going. I want to see more Carisi and Amanda or Rolisi. That's right. Now, if you would enjoy more content like this, please take the time to subscribe. And I thank you so much. Go ahead and give me a thumbs up, a like, you guys. Hit that notification bell so you'll know when your girl is coming back to you. I love Law & Order SVU. I love Law & Order Organized Crime. The season has started, you guys, and I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I'm going to be here for y'all for it. And go ahead and join the Because Evie Said So SVU OC crew. You can do that by subscribing. I love you all and see you in my next video. All right, you guys. Bye-bye.